0: Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode. This is the Class In Session Podcast. I am your host, Logan Taylor, and my amazing co-host, my partner in crime, my brother, Mr. Dante Hampton. And we got a special guest for you all. Dante.
1: Yes, yes. So uh, this is actually a local. We have someone local, a Chattanooga native, Ayanna Augustus, a.k.a. Miss G. All right. We got her. She's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, She actually got a bachelor's degree in liberal studies from MTSU, so go Blue Raiders. I mean, I'm on UTC mock, so but we ain't going to go into that. Um, She actually got her master's um, in arts and teaching from Lee University. Um, She began, I guess, having some interest in education um, towards the back end of her uh, college when she was finishing up and decided to do some teaching. Uh, Ms. G, can you just, first off, thank you. We're really even just joining our podcast um we're grateful for you even being on here but can you just uh give give our audience and our listeners a little bit more about yourself how you even stepped into education
2: uh good morning everybody as you stated um i was a um, liberal studies major i actually started out as an urgency major because you know when you first go to school in the black household they'd be like you better make some money because we spending all this money so I was like, okay, I like to help people, so I'll be a nurse. Um, and so my um my grandparents are both nurses, um, my granddad and my grandmother. So I was like, ah, it should be easy, you know. I like medical shows, blah, blah, blah. So I um got into nursing and got into my first anatomy physiology class and bombed like two tests in a row. And after the second test, first of all, I had stayed up all night to study for it. And it. It just bombed so i went straight across the street to my advisor and i was like nope get me out of here and so i was like give me the list let me see what else i can do so uh for as long as i can remember i really liked fashion so i decided i was like ah i'll do fashion merchandising because i did that in high school when i worked at old navy so hated it it i liked the classes but it was just like do i really want to like work at a retail store for the rest of my life no i don't so um I was like, I don't know what I want to do, Um, change to, I think, just business or whatever for just a little while, and then decided that I wanted to um, take on uh, a different um, thing. And I was like, I'll try teaching because they have some, like, courses available. Um, And so I took um, a few classes, and, like, a lot of them, um, they make you go to, like, different schools and see what's going on or whatever. And I really enjoyed those classes. At one point, one of my projects was to come and um, teach a class. And so I taught at Lakeside with one of my good friends. And I was like, ah, I like this, but I don't like elementary school kids. So um, I was thinking about it, graduated, and I was like, okay, I'll go sub. So um, I subbed at Delwood Middle School. Uh, It was my very first sub job ever. Um, And I uh, really liked it. It was an eighth grade social studies class. And first of all, I was terrified. I would just say I was terrified. The kids, if they see this, they're going to be like, she was scared because she act scared. Um, I was terrified because I was like, ooh, they eighth graders, I'm really short. I'm five foot tall. So um, I was like, they're probably going to be bigger than me. I don't know what to expect. And it was a like longer term sub job because the teacher before me had quit. And so um, I knew I was going to be there a few weeks. So I was trying to get my feet wet. And um, they had a... Um, teacher that was going to have to go back to the classroom if they didn't hire somebody. And so, um, I subbed the first day, the second day, somebody walked in the room and said, Hey, do you want a job? And I was like, come again. And she was like, do you want a job? And I was like, sure. She was like, well, um, we have to see what's going on with your degrees and like, see how we can get you hired, blah, blah, blah. So went through that whole process, um, and called MTSU because it was, like, not looking promising. They were like, we're not going to be able to hire you because you don't have an education degree, blah, blah, blah. And so um, MTSU told me that I could teach on a one-year permit. That happened. I got in the classroom. Well, I couldn't pass my praxis. So they took me out of the classroom the second year, like in January. And so I got into Project Inspire, and that's how I got the master's in um, education and um taught at Orchard Knob for that year. And now I've been at Tiner for the last two years. So there it is. The crazy story.
1: Now, now, what exactly are you teaching right now? Is it Tyner Middle? Yes. Tyner, Tyner Middle,
2: 8th grade social studies all again.
1: All right. All right. So um, just for the listeners out there, um, be mindful, anybody that's an inspiring teacher, um your road to teaching can be very, very unique. You never know. Like uh I think the previous episode, we had a guy, he didn't start teaching until he was like in his forties. Um, which is pretty cool because you never know the impact you can have um on our kids or your calling. Um, so we just want to give you your flowers and say thank you for even attempting, you know, to do this. We know you're pretty young, but we do know like it's hard to even get in teaching because I want to teach, but the, the the funds don't match up. <laughs> <Yeah>. True. <laughs> no. So uh, it doesn't work for me. But
0: uh, what you got, Lo? No, I was just going to just let you go. But um, I may ask you, Miss G, what is a common myth? So with you, you've been in education now for how long now? What? Almost, five. Year five, five years. you're year five? Uh-huh. So fairly new somewhat. What is a common myth about your job um, that you that you didn't realize, right? Starting out, or maybe people in parents or people that don't work in the education field? Like, what is a common myth that you kind of just like scratch your head about and you're like, are you serious? Um, we don't pick on your
2: kids. Like we literally don't come to work to pick on the one kid in class. Um, we get that a lot, like more than people actually realize. Um, The kids say it, the parents say it, and they honestly, I think, mistake holding kids accountable and like actually doing your job as picking on the kid. And so um, I guess my my biggest takeaway up from that is like no one comes to work. I have 140 kids this year. You I don't want to call 140 parents because if I'm picking on one, I'm picking on all. So uh, the bane of my existence is calling a parent. I tell kids all the time, if you make me call your mama because you was talking in class, I'm going to be very upset. I would rather call her if you were fighting. Like, it's just not worth my time. So I think, like, I just want them to like, we do not pick on y'all kids. Now, I'm not saying everybody doesn't because I can't speak for everybody. But for the most part, all the people that I've ever talked with, we do not pick on your kids. We just want them to be great. That's, like, that's all I can say. So when we call you, like, don't block the school number. It could be an emergency. <laughs> like, when I call you for my cell phone, don't block my number because it could be an emergency. Like, I'm calling you because I want your kid to be great. I want your kid to be safe. I'm the mom at school for seven and a half hours. I need to know that you are available and we're on the same team. So, yeah.
0: Wow. So, you getting blocked?
2: Man, listen. Before the school year You're on that
0: block list? On man, the block list. <laughs> blocked. Wow.
2: Like a bad wow. ex.
0: Wow. Wow. That's wow. I know you probably got
1: stories for days. <laughs> yeah. But she dropped a gem though. That's that's a gem. That's a gem in itself though. The um literally like not picking on my kid. I think I think that's a stigma that a lot of people think, oh, okay, she's picking on my kid when it's like, I care. You know, yeah. at least at least you one of the ones that will call. You know, you have people that won't call, they just send them off, won't try any attack the attack the problem. Right. So that, that's that's very good, um, but what would you say? Since this is you've been in this five years, what would you say so far? What is your biggest struggle with teaching? And it could be something small, or it could be something you're dealing with now. But what you think your biggest struggle is for somebody out there who who's already a teacher that might not, it might be going through the same thing that you're going through.
0: Um,
2: I would say that um, one of my biggest struggles or issues is that like kids don't take school seriously anymore um especially after COVID it's even worse um I taught pre-COVID kids kind of did their work you know really wasn't like a big deal but like now like a kid will straight up look you in the face and say you're gonna pass me anyway but what I'm doing and I'm like no like no, I'm not. I will fail you, like I, I will. And so, um, I guess my biggest problem is like we've gotten this stigma in the in the district, in the state, in the co- in the country that kids will be passed, and then we look at the workforce and we're trying to figure out why there's nobody working, and that's because they can't add or subtract, they can't read, they're not. Focused at the place that that is their job from kindergarten to twelfth grade, Um, and so we we struggle. I mean, I this is this is the year that I I just had open house and I looked at parents and I said, "I'm going to hold your kid accountable. They owe me work. You're going to know about it. If they owe me work, they're going to know about it. And if they don't turn it in, it's going to be a zero. I'm not putting in a fifty. I'm putting in a zero. So I want. I I guess that's the struggle right now is just trying to get the kids on board, like care about your education i can't work harder than you i tell them every day i got two degrees I, I don't need the information you do so i i i that's my biggest yeah i could talk about that for days <laughs>
1: that's 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 good that, that's I, I think the accountability thing is is good um in a sense because even in middle school kid kids like that i think it's that what's that low that no child left behind law yes yep. I, I I told somebody the other day, I really think that that's, that put us back 20 years. Absolutely. Because you, you're able to literally pass so many kids who have literally not even mastered, or not even mastered, just can't even do no work. Let's or be whatever. real. They didn't
2: show up to school the whole year.
1: Yeah. But you couldn't go to the
2: next grade. How'd that work?
1: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot. I got a lot to say about that because I just don't I don't think that it's right. Like you're setting, you know, we said we want to set our kids up for success, but you're actually setting them up for failure. By doing stuff like that, like you said, you know, not showing up to school all year, but you go to the next grade, you're literally setting him up for failure. He has no work ethic. He has no accountability. Right. So all he's going to do is is just blame somebody else for the problem run away from the problem, all of those different things. And I just think that that's, that's not fair. And it's, it's not, it's not right. And, uh, it's, yeah, that's crazy. So I don't even, yeah. So let me ask you, what is one piece of advice you would give someone starting out in, uh, in your career?
2: Um, you won't teach anything if you can't manage a classroom.
0: Um, Wait, time out. Time out. Run that back. <laughs> Run that back, bro. Let's do that, that one more time. I you will
2: not teach years. anything, anything, if you cannot manage a classroom.
1: <sighs> um, anything, y'all. Listen, not, not one word. There. Make sure y'all heard that. Anything. So we talk social studies, honors, English, math, whatever it is. If you can't get the classroom right, you can't do it.
2: Nope. just dropped That's the bar on, y'all.
0: Go ahead, Miss G. Go ahead, go
2: ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'll say it doesn't matter how cute the classroom is. <laughs> um, I don't even decorate my classroom. I tell people all the time it's my mama's classroom. I just teach in it. Uh, she comes every year, take care of like hanging stuff. I mean, I do some work, but I mean my my job is to make sure that first of all kids know how to sit down. Um, If they don't know how to enter and exit a classroom, you starting out bad anyway. Because if they come in in chaos, they're going to continue in chaos and leave in chaos. So um, as a new teacher, um, your focus should be uh, classroom management. Um, I tell people all the time, my first year, my kids didn't learn anything in social studies. They learn how to sit down, be respectful, and be quiet. Um, And uh, the appropriate times to do things um those kids now are seniors uh most of them go to Brainerd High School um love them to death every time I see them it's like a reunion but they will tell you the first day they were like terrified like dang this lady crazy but I was not in the position like I came in in October they was already two months behind I didn't have time for y'all to be like off the chain every day um and I it was a rough year I mean I yelled a lot which I don't I regret every day but I I was very hard on them because I knew that they could be great. Um, and I knew that the the city and the world looks at their test scores and says, whoo, these kids can't do nothing. And I knew that wasn't true. Um, so managing your class, like literally getting certifications in classroom management is like my top priority every year. Um, i help new teachers in our school now like i'm like like i told one the other day i'm like bro you don't let kids just sit in your class and talk in the beginning of class if they can't be quiet like you asked them to start over it's okay in may i was putting kids out of my class to walk back in the right way if you don't do it right that's my motto they'll tell you you are gonna do it twice and we can do it for 90 minutes i'm good you can have homework so what you want to do normally when i drop the homework bomb we can figure out how to get in the classroom. So um I'll just say manage your class, ask questions, listen to the veterans. I would not be the teacher that I am if I didn't have, I call them my old heads, my old head black teachers that's been in the game, that's been in these schools, been in the trenches. I got a group of them. I can text anytime, like, hey, this is not going well. Help me out. Like, don't think the older teachers are trying to be mean. They've been here, they've done this, they Like they've been in the game a long time. They're going to tell you, it's going to seem hard, but they're going to tell you the truth. So, yeah.
0: I love that. Oh, I love that. Oh, she just dropped some bars on y'all. Listen, classroom management. Classroom management. And she said that's her top priority. She said classroom management. So, listen, guys, make sure that you find out what your priorities are for the classroom. Uh, make sure that you're managing properly. And Ms. G, can you give them some best practices or strategies in regards to, you know, classroom management and things of that nature for our, for our audience?
2: Start early. Um, I know people say we have the summers off. Um, You do, but you need to take the time to like, when your mind is clear, um, start early. So like when TCAP is going on, I'm, I'm walking around managing the kids while they're taking their tests, but I'm processing like, what do I need to do differently? What do I need to change? How can I make this better? How can I, um, oh, I didn't like that. I'm not going to do that again. Like I have a folder right now that's called next year. And I start in the beginning of the school year. I'm not doing that ever again. This sucked. I'm not doing it again. Um, But I also have places where if I go to someone else's school, I'm like, oh, I like that. I'm going to take that. Like teaching is stealing. If you don't steal from other people, you're not doing it right. Um, so my best practice to you first is to know what you like and what you don't like. Your pet peeves should should drive your classroom management. So, like, I don't like the sound of a pencil sharpener, right? I don't even have them plugged in in my room. I buy pre-sharpened pencils, and they're available for kids because, A, you're not going to opt out of work in my class. So don't say you don't have no pencil. I have about 600 pencils right now. We're going to see how long they last. Um, But I allow kids to have pencils. I let them trade out when they have a broken one, like... Know those kinds of nuanced things so that they're not a surprise. I say make your invisible expectations visible. So if you are um gonna get mad about something, go ahead and tell them in the beginning of the year. I don't like when kids tell me I ain't even do nothing when I'm clearly looking at you do something. I say that in the beginning of the year. Don't tell me that because if I tell you that you did something, I watched it, I didn't let somebody else tell me, you know, all those kinds of things. So Know what you like, know what you don't like, know what bothers you, know what doesn't bother you, Um. know what heels you're going to die on. Old teachers will tell you that. I had a teacher that I worked with that hates gum. That's a heel she's literally willing to die on. Like, it's just what it is. So tell the kids up front, build relationships. And when I say relationships, you are the adult. You are not a friend to a 12, 13, 14, 17, 18 year old. You're not. You're the adult, but you should have a relationship enough that, like, my kid, my old kids will tell you, like, Miss Gustavs is really strict, but, like, outside of school, she'll laugh, joke, blah, blah, blah. But, like, in class, I know I can't play with her. So, in the hallway, if it's, you know, we being serious, we being serious, but, like, when we're not, if I'm in a football game, like, come on, dude, like, go to the games, sit at lunch. Do things with the kids that you wish someone would have done with you. So my, my first year, my mom was like, you always at work. I'm like, I know, but I need to see these kids outside of a classroom. Um, some of them have called me to birthday parties. I go to birthday parties. I do things for the kids. I post on Facebook about them, like that kind of stuff, because they they need that, like especially our brown babies, they don't get a lot of support like y'all think they do. They don't. Some of these parents don't even know where their kids at sometimes. So taking care of them in that aspect goes a long way. Like, when I sell you to sit down and I didn't give you a Pop-Tart two weeks ago, you're going to sit down. Like, it just works like that. So build the relationship. Know what they like. I ask my kids, what kind of candy you like? What kind of snacks you like? Um, I didn't, I've If you act good for a sub, I reward kids because that's what you're supposed to do. When they do what you're when they ask you to do, come up with a way to reward them. Um so those are my my things is just relationships, know what you like and don't like start early. Like don't wait the week of is too late to know what kind of expectations you're going to have for kids. Um model everything. They don't 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 assume they know how to go get a pencil in your class. Literally do it the wrong way and do it the right way. Um, so they can see it what do you expect they need to see it
0: I love that so she's so Miss G said listen guys build relationships she said that's important build relationships model what you like and don't like and start early Did I miss anything else Miss G <clears throat>
2: that's it
0: so listen guys build relationships start early and model what you want it to look like all right right or wrong she just really dropped some gems and gave you know you all some best strategies on how you can enhance your classroom in a positive way so miss g just let's take a break real quick we got some bills we gotta pay before we get back before we transition into the next part um, of the podcast so listen guys this is the class in session podcast i'm gonna say it one more time this is the class in session podcast And listen, guys, if you love what we're doing, you think, hey, I love what YB Normal is doing. I love the value that they're adding and different things of that nature. Listen, guys, share it with your community. All right. Share it with your network. Share it with your people. And listen, while you all are watching this, while you all are listening to this, I need you to do three things for us. Okay. these three things are very, 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 very important. I need you to like, subscribe and comment. All right. I need you to like subscribe and comment all right do those three things for us and listen guys again if you feel what we're you feel what we're doing is adding value and making an impact because we know that it is listen guys share with your network and share with the people in our community all right this is the class and session podcast Dante all right we, we're just gonna get into this hot
1: hot seat question for you right right off the bat so if there is a number or value, what should teachers make
2: it should be it should start at no less than a hundred thousand um that's the base um okay i i have to be honest when i say that because actually they just released salaries um on the internet for county people and i think our superintendent is paid too low um some of the teachers that I know have been in the game 30 plus years at one at my school in particular. I was like, that's all she make. I was like, I mean, it's a lot, but it's not a lot. And you have a doctorate. Come on now. Um, Teachers have so many endorsements and like hours of time that we spend. Like I was telling someone the other day to create a very good high level reading takes me almost two hours. Sometimes Because I got to proofread it. I got to go through, think about the vocabulary. I got to make sure the questions are right. I got to make sure that I'm not repeating something twice. I have to make sure that like anything that you can think of, I have to make sure of that before I post it for kids. And it takes a while. There are not enough hours in the day. My planning period is 75 minutes a day. Two of those days are taken for meetings. So if you think that we just go home and go to sleep every day, you're sadly mistaken. Um especially years 1 through 4, man, you change lessons. You, I like I went back and looked at my lessons from a couple years ago and I was like, "What in the world was I doing?" That it takes time to create one day's a lesson plans is a 5-hour process if you're doing it right. So, we don't make overtime. We don't, we don't get paid to sit and take money at the basketball game and football game and any of that stuff. Um, if you a coach, you get paid crumbs to be a coach. Um, and we got to pay gas. I mean, if we have to take a kid home, some of y'all don't come get y'all kids. We have to take y'all kids home. Like it's stuff like that. We feed kids, all kinds of behind the scenes things that people do not understand. And we get paid crumbs they talking about a 3% raise. What? Y'all about to take it in taxes. Like what? So, i 100,000 is my base, my base number. I'm sorry. It just is what it is.
1: Mm. 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 Well, um Logan would love that answer by the way. He, he would <laughs> he he's going to love that answer. I'll let you I'll let him talk about that. For me, um I just think you need um, like essentials. Like, I think stuff needs to be in place to, I'm all about security. So, I just think there needs to be a system in place for a teacher to be successful. I think, A, you need some kind of housing program. I think that's for sure. I think teachers, with the amount of responsibility they have, they just need an asset. So, they need a home where they got to stay in their home for three or four years, it's fine. But I think they need a home that way if something don't go right, if they want to relocate, whatever, they have a home to stay in. I think there needs to be a car program, automobile program. Have them a few options to pick from, whatever they may be in tiers. If you like luxury all the way down, I think you should have that. And then I think there should be some kind of stipend as far as food. Whether it's a grocery store, hey, y'all get I think y'all get like ten percent right now. I know when I was um when they, they had me as like a sub because i still coach but when they have me as like a sub and i really wasn't subbing they gave me like i think five percent but there needs to be like a 20 percent as far as groceries mm-hmm. and then that salary i i still think it's too low but i'm more on like the 50 60 side because i think if you got all the stuff that you need
2: yeah supplements. the, sal- the, the way.
1: salary doesn't have to you know be as high because you're gonna have to balance with exactly if you got a home that takes away a lot of... You got a home, a car, food. That takes away a lot of the extra stuff. Especially right. if you got to feed a kid. Oh, well, I get 30% off. That's nothing. Yep. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to let the the high roller get in here so he can tell you. Because he, he going to want you to ride in a Ferrari, Porsche or something. Listen, they deserve
0: it. They deserve it. Why not? They deserve it. So you beat me, actually, uh, Miss G, by 20,000. So my, my bottom or um base number starting out was 80,000 all across the board. And for that too? I, I thought 80,000 was um was a, was, you know, sufficient. I thought that, you know, that's a great number to start at because we had we've had some guests. We had one guest that she said in 1993 her salary for the year was 20,000. <laughs> yep. As a teacher.
2: That's unreal.
0: And the in the impact and the the things that you all do, you're gonna tell me that I'm only worth twenty thousand yeah. dollars, right? Like that's just that's like mind boggling to me. And when she gets a raise, they they give her they give you a raise based off of what you were paid in 1993. That's like mind blowing to me. And I just think that it's crazy because you all put, you get paid, like you said, you don't get overtime, but you all get paid 37 and a half or 40 hours, depending on what state you're in. Right. But you all put in 50, 60, 70 hours in a week. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, not we not even talking about the extra stuff that you all do, like you said, taking kids home and things of that nature. Like, I really feel like. That needs to be a conversation across the board when it comes to education and the way that teachers are being paid and stuff like that and of course you know there are going to be some cities like new york and california that they may be a little bit higher because cost of living is higher but for me and what i think if i was the you know secretary of education i'm saying listen we paying teachers eighty thousand right out the back and that's what we starting at and we're going to go up from there and if you get teachers that have been in the education space you know what i'm saying that are some real vets that's been in it 20, 30 plus years. And of course, they're going to be making six figures. And, you know, I feel like, yo, that's fair. Because look at people that are doctors, lawyers, and all of those different things. Who taught them? Mm-hmm. Who were the people that impacted their lives mm-hmm. the most? Mm-hmm. It was a teacher. Yep. Y'all spend seven and a half hours with with our babies. And yep. you're going to tell me I'm only worth 25, 34, you know what I'm saying, $28,000? Like, no, we mm -mm, mm no, so many. And let's not forget
2: to mention they cap out at some point. So, once you've been in the game so long, there's a cap to how much money you can make, even with a doctorate degree. Like, there are teachers in a classroom right now with a doctorate degree that can't make over eighty thousand dollars. That's crazy.
0: That is bizarre and mind blowing to me because I'm just like, really. We had another we had another uh, we have another episode where we have a lady that she has a doctorate, but she prefers to be in the classroom. She doesn't want to take the administrative uh, role and working admin and stuff like that. And, you know, she gave some insight as to why and stuff like that. But I just thought it was just crazy. Like you went and got your doctorate and, you know, most people, they take the, the admin role. But she was like, no, I love working in the classroom. And I just think it's crazy for somebody that has those credentials and then you're going to cap them at a certain point. Like they put their life on the line to get, you know what I'm saying? To get to this point and different things, they sacrificed a lot. So I really think that, you know, you should show your appreciation for educators and stuff like that. Like that's, it's crazy. Dante. Uh, all
1: right. Mr. G, since we, since we in this direction, all right. If there is one thing all right, I'll put it this way. Let's say I'd be like, Miss G, look, I got a meeting. I set it up with the Department of Education, Secretary of State, and they say, Miss G, you can change one thing, but it has to be universal throughout the country. What you changing and why?
2: Um, I'm definitely changing the money. Um, I, I don't think that um, principals make enough money either. Um, people have no idea what kind of, I always tell teachers when you get to complaining about a principal, ask yourself a few trade places with them. Cause the answer is probably no. Um, it looks cool to be all cute and get to wear your heels and stuff. And, (laughs) you know, your nice dresses and your car and all that. But those people be in the trenches, when you work at like high, high need schools, those people work a whole lot more than a teacher does like they holding people to some serious fires that you would be like shocked they can't do this they can't suspend that many days they intro because they did this oh they said this wrong to the parents so the parent called superintendent like all kind of stuff you got to deal with like kids bringing stuff to school. You got to call somebody mom and tell them that they it's just crazy every day for them. They don't sleep some of them. Um if they have a doctorate degree, I I just can't imagine being a principal and having to get a doctorate. It's insane. Um they have their own kids. I mean, let's be real. And then you're responsible for 75, 100 plus other adults in thousands of children at some of these schools and you make $131,000. Come on now, make it match. Even superintendent, I think his, his pay is too low. 200 and some thousand dollars is not enough to be in charge of thousands of people and children. If something goes wrong, they are looking at him. They're not looking at the parents. They're not looking at grandma. They're looking at them. So the money is not enough, like people having to work two and three jobs, like to keep afloat, like that's crazy. You gotta do something about this money. I think more, the teachers are quitting because they're not making enough money. They're doing too much for not enough money. And then I would say the the testing process, like I spent so much money trying to be a teacher it's unreal. Every time I didn't pass that test, there's no voucher to like let me retake the test. I spent two $3,000 on testing alone to be a teacher. And I made, what, $1,000 a week? Come on now. That's great. Every two weeks, that's it. So money is a big deal. It's 2022 and people making $50,000 to work 90 hours a week. Come on now. If I was a restaurant manager, I'd make more money than that. So, you know, just me. And I was a restaurant manager in a previous life. So I know I made more money then at 19 years old than I do right now at almost 30 as a teacher, five years in. So,
1: wow. I'm, I, Logan, get in here. Just, I'm going to let Logan say, she, she, you just went in right there. Let
0: me, let, <laughs> Let Logan go ahead and say something. Let me just white. Let me just, hold on. Let me just breathe. Let me cool this mic off. Because listen, the <laughs> way she just went in, like, oh, man. Like, no, nah, like, I agree, Miss G. Like, the, the impact that teachers make, like I said, you know, previously in my previous statement, like, there wouldn't be any type of lawyers, doctors, yeah. um, you know, medical advisors or, you know, all those different things. Like, there even wouldn't be more teachers, if it wasn't for the impact that a teacher makes on a kid's life. Like I can still remember one of my favorite teachers in the second grade, a little tall, you know, uh, white lady had uh, blonde hair, had to had a whole bunch of hairspray in her hair. Her name was Miss Gann, And she impacted my life in such a positive way. Like I know if it wasn't for her setting the foundation, it would have derailed me and put me in a whole different path. Probably wouldn't even be here. And so, you know, I just think, you know, it's stuff like that. Like, I could just imagine, because I know, listen, I know I was bad as a kid. I have no lie to tell, none of that. I know that I was horrible. But for a lady that didn't birth me, that didn't know me, and for her to just take me under her wing and love on me and be there for me and, you know, encourage me and empower me and walk, you know, hold my hand and walk with me. Like that stuff. I'm, I'm 35 now and I'm still remembering those things because of the impact and the positive things that she instilled in me. You know what I'm saying? And so I just think like, yeah, man, this is, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like I just, man, I miss miss Gann, man. Like, I don't know if she's still living or not. She may not be, but if she is and you hear this, miss Gann, I just want to say, Hey, um, But I just think, you know, stuff like that is just, that's crazy. Like, man, even with, uh, you said the standardized testing, right? Listen, we can talk about that for, for hours. Yes. Right? Like the standardized testing and it's not setting our babies up for success. It's not setting them up for success at all. Like, I just think like you should do away with standardized testing, right? Like completely erase it. You know what I'm saying? Eradicate or remove it and just let it go and let's come up with something else. Like, you know, we still got, like you said, you got kids in middle school that they can't even do simple math. They can't do simple math. They can't even read correctly. Mm -hmm. But they can cuss you out, though. Absolutely. You hear me? They can cuss you. Oh, boy, they can give you a good cussing, but they can't even read.
2: Yep.
0: And you can't even do simple math. And so I think We need to get back to like doing life skills and soft skills and and different things of that nature and being able to groom our babies. Like, I think it's important. Like you said early on in our conversation, you was like, I was still putting kids out of my classroom in May. Well, school ended in May. And you was like, hey, listen, we're going to start over again. Come on. You already know what's up because you set the expectation at the beginning of the year. And I'm pretty sure you had some kids that may have forgot. And they was like, I'm going to try Miss G. Okay. Well, you want to try me? Okay. Well, go ahead and walk on out the classroom and let's start over. Mm -hmm. And so I just think you know stuff like that. I think that you know removing standardized testing and you know just everything that you say, like I think that that was that was really good. Um, Let me ask you this, Miss G. How do you avoid? Because I know you said, listen, I got some OG teachers that really just you know groom have groomed me and helped me, and of course we know that you're in year five this year. Um how how have you been able to avoid uh educator burnout? Um
2: I I'm not a good example of that. Um I'm a workaholic.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about it then cuz so, this is uh,
2: I I knew that when I got into this that it would be a lifelong journey. Um I have a great aunt that is um and I have two actually that were educators she's been retired i was probably in high school when she retired and she still is a substitute um teacher she was my, my, my she was in education like 40 some years <clears throat> my other one was um in high school and then she became a college professor so she's truly retired but um they um uh, i just knew that they the kind of educators that they were like i knew I had to live up to that standard. Um I also know that um the kids need black teachers. I, I'm just gonna put it out there. Black folks do the right thing when you're in the classroom. These kids don't see this we're like I don't know like a cheetah in Chattanooga. Like it's it's so many like Other types of teachers that like they don't see it's it's amazing to me that I can walk into Delwood Middle School and their black teachers are in the minority. It's amazing to me that I can walk into Brainerd High School and black teachers are in the minority, and all the kids that go there are black. Same thing at Tyner. It's amazing to me that some of us we not even we at East Hamilton. Come on now, in the we're we're a title one school.
1: school. Those are title one. Yeah, I
2: know it's hard. But they need us. Like, I think that's my thing. Is like, I I think I I think about that every day. Like, if I quit right now, who am I quitting on? Um, what what kid was looking forward to having me and don't get to have me now because I decided that this is too much. I had to quit. Take your mental health days. I say I don't take. I'm I'm not off of work all the time. I was just looking at hours the other day, and then some of us was like, dang, we need to use our time because. They're not going to pay us for that time if we, you know, don't use it. But I I plan mental health days. I take my days if I need to take a day. If I wake up and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, they don't deserve me at "Uh uh-uh. So I'm going to stay at home today. Um, Third quarter is the longest quarter of the year. So I know that I'm taking a mental health day right before state testing. I know it because kids are wild. They're getting wired up. You know, springtime, they got spring fever. So I take my mental health day. I take one before Christmas because it's a lot of work in the beginning of the year. But I, I take one or two days. It's a me day. It don't matter what I'm doing. Don't worry about it. I'm at home, minding my business. Um, do self-care, you know, um, take care of yourself, plan your meals. You need to eat as a teacher. Take your lunch time. Um, Say no. That's one thing I have a problem with. But this year, like other day, somebody asked me to do something. And I said, you know what? Normally, I would tell you yes, but today I'm not in the mood. I, I, while I love you, I can't do that today. Sorry. And she was like, you know what? Thank you for saying that. Because we don't say no. Some of us are, I've been at school sometimes to 9 o'clock at night at games, making sure kids get home, that kind of stuff, because we can't leave the kids by themselves. So if you don't come get your kid on time, I'm standing out there waiting. And I've been at work. If you work at a seven o'clock school, I've been at work since 640 or earlier. And it's nine o'clock and I'm still waiting on you to come get your kid. So I I take care of myself. I meal prep, breakfast and lunch. I know I have to eat those two meals. I keep snacks in my room because I know I need to eat. Um, I take care of myself, my hair, my nails. I take that time, my doctor's appointments, those kinds of things. Um... Some days I leave the backpack at school. Sometimes you just gotta say, you know what? Whatever happens tomorrow, it's gonna be okay. Be real with the kids too. Like I'll be like, hey, I don't wanna talk today. This is what you're gonna do. Don't talk to me, I won't talk to you. It Be real. So I, I'm not the best example of it because a principal can come ask me something and 98% of the time I will say yes. Um, but I know that I can't quit. Because somebody is looking for that one day that they get to be in my class, in another Black educator's class. You know, it was sad to me in college that I went to private Christian school. There was no Black teachers in private Christian school. Um, I had one or two in high school, but the very first Black teacher I got was for real was in college. That's not okay to me. Um, and be good at your job, black educators. It's not cool to just be the cool teacher, be good at your job, take care of the kids. Like don't quit on somebody because it's too hard. Find ways to do things differently and get help before you just count it as a loss. So that's my advice.
0: Mm, 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 mm. She just set the mic on fire again, guys.
1: She re- she really putting a lot of y'all educators out there. She really putting y'all on notice. What I, what I got from that was instead of holding the kids accountable, we are gonna start holding these educators accountable. Mm-hmm. It's one thing for you to be cool, but it's another thing for you to be an efficient teacher, efficient teacher. Like I, I like that, um, and I like also what you said about as far as um, leaving it there. I think a lot of times we we forget that like everybody has. A burden on them, or everybody, something can take a toll on you. So I, I really love to leave it there. So for our, um some of our teachers who are listening, educators, admins, if you're having a rough day, leave it there. There's nothing wrong with just leaving it where it is and moving on to, you know, come back with a fresh start the next day. But wow, like I'm gonna just say, wow, Miss G, like you, this is one of the most authentic episodes we've had from somebody hearing just you've been very authentic straightforward or better better word is intentional um I, I think the audience i think our listeners i think people need to hear that and you've just been very intentional with with your words and i just appreciate that because you know sometimes people get on podcasts and they want to be political correct or oh, well i ain't gonna say this i just love the authentic and you being very intentional with your words so I, I I really appreciate it. Logan knows this because when I get in meetings, some of the stuff I say, they'd be like, "Is this why we normal?" Like, yes, this is why we normal. This is us. But I just want to put some stuff on the table before we do anything else. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me personally, like I say, I I really appreciate that.
0: Like I really do. Yeah, Miss G, I'm, I'm, I gotta give you your flowers. Um. Let me, let me say that now. Let me give you your flowers and say thank you for um, not quitting on our babies. Thank you for answering the calling. Thank you for being your true and authentic self. Um, and that's flaws and all. Like Thank you so, 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 so much because our babies need to see that. Teachers need to see that. The parents need to see that. They need to know that if there's one person I know that I can count on, no matter right or wrong, is Miss G. And so I want to say thank you. I want to give you your flowers. Um, of course, you know, we give all of our guests that we bring on, we give them their flowers and, you know, let them know that we see them, let them know that we value them, as well as letting them know that they matter. And so I just want to give you your flowers. Like Dante said, like, thank you so much. Like, it's such a privilege and an honor to uh, have you on the podcast and be able to interview you. And I appreciate what you do. So thank you.
2: No problem, guys.
0: All right, cool. All right, listen. So Ms. G, before we get out of here, all right, before we get out of here, how can people get in contact with you?
2: Okay. So guys, my social media I can't believe I'm saying this. I hope no kids see it because I block them all every year <laughs> so they don't <laughs> find me on social media. Yes. Um, so um, my Facebook is normally where I share a lot of things about school. Um, so it's Ayana, my first name, A-Y-A-N-A and Iman, I-M-A-N, which is my middle name. I took my last name off because clearly they will be able to find me. Um, and, uh, Instagram, I'm not as active on as, as I should be. I am working on TikTok. I ain't that good yet. I got to get some tutorials this year from the kids. Um, because I, I do th- think I need to be more active on there. Um, but like sharing resources and stuff like that. So, um, I don't even know what the title is on there. It's just try my middle name. It's probably that. Um, and, um, they can always um, email me. Um, it's my last name, Gustus underscore Ayana at uh, hcde.org. Um And on Facebook, I normally hashtag Miss G in the middle. So uh, if you need me, I'm always down to answer questions. I've got Facebook messages like, "Hey, is this teacher right or wrong?" I'm like, "She she right? She wrong? You know, I'll help you as best I can if I you know know the policy or whatever." So.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. And let me ask you this, Ms. G, do you plan on um do you plan on going down the admin path or anything like that?
2: <sighs> um I don't know. I said that I was gonna start school next year for an admin license. Um, but there's a lot of um reform and change I feel needs to happen. Um so on one hand, I feel like we need some young black tenacious um, administrators that really don't care what you know people have to say about what they do and don't do for their students um but on the other hand i'm like do i just need to start my own school like there is just some stuff that i'm you know trying to you know think about and i got some friends and i'm like listen if we started a school we would be lit so
1: omar um, johnson on
2: get your omar johnson on there you go so i'm Ron like Clark. trying to think about it but you know i feel like it's important that um more of us uh are administrators as well so that's another reason why i'm like really thinking about it because um again you go around to these schools and there's not a lot of us that's in charge um and the ones of us that are in charge you know we kind of get pushback and stuff so we need some more folks that's Willing to break the rules or the mold, if you will, and just do what's best for kids. So, yes and no. I, I'm a little scared because that's a lot of work, um, and you impact a lot of lives on that level. So, but I am thinking about going to get my license next year. So,
0: all right, cool. All right, so we're rooting for you for that, and we're gonna hold you accountable. So, okay. wonderful. All right, cool. Um, before we get out of here, can you leave? Um, our listeners and our audience, with a piece of motivation, please.
2: Um, like I said before, don't quit. Um, I know this is like the great whatever they say resignation or something. If you get on TikTok, that's all you see is like I quit my job today, and I'm like, you want a, an award because you quit your job today? Hmm. Um, but I say don't quit. Um, remember your why. Um, if you need to post it on your computer screen, on your, on your dashboard, um, that kind of stuff, Uh, pray, uh, pray over your classroom, Um, set the atmosphere in your classroom, get there early. So you can, you know, turn some music on, like, you know, calm your spirit in the morning and, um, you know, be ready for those kids. Um, Remember somebody didn't get a hug before they left the house today. Um, somebody didn't eat before they left the house today. Somebody might not have ate in four or five days. Um, somebody mama been gone for so many days and you don't even know that. Um, somebody lost somebody. Um, I've had a student wake up. and Her mom was in the other room dead. You don't know what these kids are going through. So when you remember your why and stand at that door with a smile, um, have that music on, Remember that they are kids. It's 2022. Some stuff is not worth it. Um, Don't quit. Some stuff is just not worth it. Like, Remember they're kids. They're 5, 12, however old they are. You are the adult. Don't quit on them. Help them get to where you need them to be. Um, My biggest advice is just don't quit. Um, Find the help you need. Listen to others. Don't quit.
0: All right, guys, y'all heard Miss G. Don't quit. All right, don't quit. Uh, remember your why. And listen, if you want something different, you got to do something different. All right. So listen, Miss G, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this uh opportunity. Thank you for coming onto the podcast and this interview. Whew, man, listen, the gems that you dropped was amazing. So listen, guys, Miss G. She said she told you all how you can get in contact with her. Ms. G, can you tell them one more time just in case they missed it?
2: So my Facebook is Ayana, my first name, A-Y-A-N-A, Iman, M-I-A-N. And then um, my TikTok, if you are looking for that, is I think it's I am IamIman27, I think. But I could be wrong, y'all. I don't remember. So Facebook is better. <laughs> and my email is Gustus underscore Ayana at hcde.org.
0: All right, listen, guys, make sure you get in contact with Miss G. She just really dropped some gems uh, on this podcast interview, as well as if you need some information on resources and best strategies and best practices and things of that nature, Miss G got you covered. All right, guys, listen, this is the class and session podcast. We are closing out right now. I am your host, Logan Taylor, with my partner in crime, my brother, my partner in crime again, because that's my dog. Mr. Dante Hampton, all right? And listen, guys, in closing, like we always say, why be normal?
1: When you can be extraordinary. All
0: right, guys, we'll see you next episode. Peace.